Obviously, you made a right turn, because here's the wrong kind of podcast. All right, everybody. Here, we're recording now, Josh. This is the wrong kind of podcast, and we have a guest in studio today. It is Josh Tucker. He is running for District 11, Kansas State Representative. Hello, Josh. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. We're going to turn the air conditioner down because it's 115 degrees outside. Ain't rained Can you in uh, about that? three weeks. Uh, I'm so, uh, somebody's probably doing something about that. But, <laughs> if uh, you not, could not make a, has, anyway. a campaign promise to uh, get some rain, I think it would work. So are you running in a primary? Yes, sir. That's yeah. August 2nd. August 2nd. That's, uh, That's a big day. It's a big day. So why are you running for uh, state rep? Jim Kelly, I'm a big fan of Jim Kelly. He's helped us out many times. He's sit here, and he's been here... Two? A few times. Twice, yeah. yeah. Two or three times. So yeah. I like Kelly. So yeah. he, uh, my dad always told me back in the day, he gave him a, a loan to go to college way like in the 70s. So he, I mean, Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Funny. He's a banker. He's always treated yeah. us fair. We asked him a question and he would uh, get information for us. He got uh, somebody to call that wouldn't answer our phone. He uh, always comes way over prepared with a bunch of uh, notes. And uh, I was kind of sad to... See that he was leaving. I had lots of things I needed to complain about. <laughs> That's really what that is. <laughs> Hopefully, I can uh, fill that void. Well, we can, we can complain. So, why are you why are you running? Well, um, primarily, I well, let me let me take you back. Uh, in 2014, I ran for U.S. Congress and uh, against Lynn Jenkins, primary her in the Republican oh, primary. Yeah, and obviously didn't win. Got about 30 percent of the vote, so I didn't do terribly, but. My goal back then, um, or my campaign slogan back then, was the Constitution is my special interest. And the reason for that is because when I was going to go to D.C., I wanted to kind of promote the Constitution, kind of of a Ron Paul, Rand Paul style. Um, Wow, what a concept. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The Constitution, the emphasis on the Constitution. It's the the highest law. It's it's their rules. You know, it's, it's the legislature's rules. And I mean, in DC, I mean, they're almost lost cause, but <laughs> they are, uh, they, they just don't follow it. And, and hardly anybody's talking about it. They even have like this little signature statement oh, this is constitutional because, and it's just this little thing. It doesn't even actually quote the Constitution. It's just a, uh, the word constitution. But, yeah, yeah, basically, it's like, you know, Article One, Section something. And you read it and it's like, that's way off. <laughs> so a- anyway trying to bring a lot of attention to the constitution, try to get government back within its rules. And so that would have been at the federal level. Hmm. And obviously, uh, maybe not obviously, some people might not be that uh, awake to things, but federal government's corrupt as all get out. You don't and, say. You don't say. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it's not a stretch to really say that. Um, so here at the local level, at the state level anyway, we can also put limits on the federal government's reach into our state. We can't really do anything outside of our state, but we can do things within our state. We can, um, so I always forget what the, what the, the precedent's called, but basically we don't have to comply with unconstitutional measures. Uh, technically you call it nullification or interposition, 10th mm-hmm. amendment nullification, but there's a, uh, I believe it's a Supreme court case that, where your state, you know, they're not paying you, so you don't have to 
comply with their laws, really, yeah. their, their orders. They can't come in and order you around because you're not necessarily under their governance. We're not under the federal government. They're a creation of the states. You're almost talking about states' rights, it sounds like. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, states, uh, well, states, yeah, I mean, states have rights, but it's, it's through the people, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Tenth Amendment says powers uh, not delegated to the general government or the government, meaning U.S. government, are delegated and not reserved to it by the Constitution, are reserved to the states and the people. I probably missed a word or two in there, but basically, if we haven't delegated the power to the federal government, they don't have it. However, they've taken it, and they've told us what the Constitution means time and time and time again. It's time that states start telling them, like, no, this is not what we agreed to. Mm. This is what the Constitution means. And so, you know, you got Oklahoma, Colorado, Missouri all have, you know, some form of legalized marijuana use. Uh, I know you guys were talking about that on a couple of podcasts back. Mm. I can just go right across the border and then, you know, buy something and then come back across and I get in big trouble. That's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny you say that. We was in Southtown, South Caulfield, sure. which is in Oklahoma, for those who don't know. And... I'm sure I've done it more than once. I'm like, so right here, I can have weed. I'm fine. Ten foot that way, it's a felony. You yeah. know, it's and that's that's crazy to me. It, it is crazy, and and it's obviously non nonviolent kind of a thing. And and this is not a Bill Clinton moment. I never, I've never smoked the stuff. I never dabbled in <laughs> it at for the all. Clarification. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I never had. I, I've probably seen it a time or two. I just kind of steered clear of it. You know, even if the opportunity presented itself, I just did and didn't want to get involved in it at all. But, um, so what is your position on uh legal weed as far as medicine, legalized recreational? What's, what's your, what's your take on it? I, I personally don't care what people do in the privacy of their own home. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring it out in the public, a little different ball game. Yeah. I understand. Um, that's the place where government really should be regulating because it's the, if it affects others. Well, if it affects others, but, um, Streets, city streets, mm-hmm. city parks, things like that. That's yeah. federal, or not federal, it's the government's land that well, is entrusted to them to govern yeah. and protect. And obviously, it's the a people. constant. People's it, land, yeah. It's people's land, but you elect a government to kind of regulate how things happen on, on that land. And hopefully, there's some sort of a document, like constitution or a city charter document, something like that, mm. which is kind of hard to come by, I think. I've looked a time or two, but never had much luck. Uh, kind of governing what a city local city can do but because everything's all about that founding documents like we, you know we the people want the the government whatever federal state local whatever it is county this is what we want you guys to do this is how we want you guys to act yeah. and these are your rules these are the boundaries around what you can do can't do anything outside of that and i mean not to completely go back on a tangent that's back on uh, that's right. the original thing but we do it all the time it's yeah it's no big yeah deal. i i'm bad at we almost call this podcast i digress we did <laughs> I really did it was it, yeah. was it was a name the the incredibly nuanced podcast mm, yes there you go the um but anyway you know things like that that can affect other people like you're saying i was at i was down here at the uh coffeeville summer celebration thing that went on had a booth and, and it was a really good event uh for me personally and then the fireworks at the end of the night were pretty awesome spectacular in fact but some folks were, you know, having their own little recreation really? off to the side. And right there, I was, huh? I, well, 
I was I was pulling all my stuff because I didn't want to drive up with my headlights and everybody's trying to watch the fireworks. So <laughs> yeah. be, be that, that guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I I drug I had a, a little kind of a wagon that collapses and things, and I was pulling it all the way back to my jeep, loading it up. Smelled the pungent aroma. Smelled the freedom. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, shut my doors real quick. Freedom rocks. And, and yeah. uh, anyways, you know stuff like that. I obviously wouldn't. Don't really appreciate that. You know, just be yeah, respectful, and it wouldn't yeah. be a big deal. But I mean, like I said, privacy of your own home. Of course, drug war unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. State of Kansas has no provisions in the Kansas Constitution either to regulate drugs of any kind. They have, or I mean, alcohol, intoxicating liquors. I believe is mm-hmm. the term that it says uh, in the Kansas Constitution. So, I mean, these governments just do things, right? I mean, they just act whatever and they then, can get away with whatever they can get away with yeah and they can get away with just about anything right. in 2014 like i was talking about and it might have actually been 2013 but you know when i ran against lynn jenkins she said i i saw her down in baxter springs i was living over in pittsburgh at the time i worked for pitt state state employee so um anyway i went down to see her because i was you know kind of interested and like to kind of check government you know at any any step i can and and just kind of see what's, you know, pick their brain. And I forget what the topic was, but, you know, I, I asked her some question. And she said, well, you can take that up with the Supreme Court. And I'm like, that's one of the most out-of-touch statements I've ever heard. I, and I was like, why don't you just vote right? Because it's expensive to yeah. you know, hire a local right. lawyer, but yeah. it's incredibly expensive to try to present something in front of the Supreme Court. Like, I would want my representative to protect me and my interests and not, uh, you know, try to send you on down the road, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not cost the taxpayers a million dollars to send something through courts all the way up to the Supreme Court. Right. Yeah. And I was aghast. I was like, oh my gosh, this lady. That's kind of yeah. a ass statement to make. Actually, well, that was, It actually reminds me of that whole mature minor doctrine oh, yeah. that we deal with it. Um, in the state of Kansas, well, a nation, nationwide, really, there's no like, set limit on when um, children can start basically receiving services from a doctor without parental permission. There's this idea of a mature minor. And so if the provider decides that they're a mature minor, then they can receive those services, birth control, mental health services, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But the response that we get when we try to like ask questions about that is, well, somebody's going to have to take it to the Supreme Court and get an actual like ruling on it. Yeah, but they might not. Right. So they they know all the tricks. The the, gov- the you know the federal government government. Uh, I think the, the the Trump bump stock ban was going to get challenged. I think that's what it was uh, back in the day, and and they have their own little uh, branch. And I don't know what the uh, it is called, but under the president, and they write uh, memos. You know, mm-hmm. and the, and they'll get or briefs, whatever, and they'll send it over to the Supreme Court and say, "Hey, this is this is going to be our argument, and we request that you do or don't hear this case." And obviously, they just take it under advisement. It's not an order to separate branches, but that's um, that's kind of how that particular thing played out, and it didn't get heard or that's tried. Very odd. Yeah, I'd never heard of that before. Yeah. So the president has one of his people go over there and say, "Hey." We'd really rather you not do this because this is how we feel about it. And they can do it or not do based upon right. that. Right. And I mean, they can do it or they, not do it based on anything, really. But I'm not naive enough to think that it won't happen. But it seems like if there's an official 
act that that I don't like that. That's <laughs> weird, you know. But, I, don't know. I mean, like they know all the tricks, and like yeah. I, I was a big Ron Paul guy back in 2012. I actually had the privilege to speak here in the Republican prim- caucus primary for mm-hmm. uh, in the 2012 presidential election for Ron Paul. And um, anyway, the um, in in that vein, kind of that Liberty vein, that Liberty group. I don't know if you guys have heard of Judge Andrew Napolitano. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he he gave a speech and and it was like probably one of those early Tea Party speeches, uh, and he was or it might have been before that, but it was all about the Patriot Act. And he told a story about two old library librarians. They were like seventy five and seventy eight or something like that. And uh, the FBI under the Patriot Act were able to go into a library and like pull somebody's library card or something, and they came in with. Um, some order. I don't even think it was a warrant. And he said, he said that they looked at it and they looked back at them and said, what the hell is this? And who the hell are you? Or something like that. But anyway, they were going to come down on these two elderly librarians and they fought it. You know, they were just trying to muscle them around and they, and these ladies fought it and the court, instead of, you know, trying it or anything like that, they just tossed it out. And if they would have won, that might have struck down the, the Patriot Act, mm-hmm. which which I think is being, being used here a little bit lately, um, just going after different people. The government, especially yeah. the left, uses the government to go after their political opponents. How handy that it's under one of its authors' yeah. <laughs> administ- yeah, exactly. administration yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah, 1996, I think he like, wrote it and didn't get any play until... Well, it was 2003 or four when it made... Wasn't it? Right it was after, shortly after 9-11. Right after 9-11, post, yeah. Post 9-11. So it seems like, I remember it being in the news. This is weird how I corrugate these two. It was in the news about the same time that uh, I think Johnny Cash passed. I think mm. that was... You're right. That's a very bizarre wasn't that? connection I there. I think well, that was 04. I, I may be completely wrong, but it seems like it was in there someplace. Anyway, I, I just want to go back for a second. What uh, Some of the comments that you were making is... Uh, probably really would make the status quo sweat because you're talking a lot about small and limited government <laughs> and keeping it within its bounds. Hey, not just any limited government. That's another kind of a, uh, a talking point or something that I would, I'd call it. But people talk about limited government all the time. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, limited to what? Right. Because they never say that, right? And so my thing is constitutionally limited government because you talk to any you know, legislator, I'm like, yeah, limited government, but it's limited to what? Limited to what's in their head. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Limited to what they can come up with. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not talking about the constitution hardly ever. Well, and that used to be the big bumper sticker slogans. Just about every Republican that would run would say, yeah, I'm for small government and for the constitution and whatnot. More and more, you don't hear them beat the drum as much as what you were just referring to. You know? Well, yeah. let's be honest. People are people and they're going to try to get away with as much that they can, as much mm-hmm. authority as you can get is that's what people do. I mean, yeah. as the nature of governments to grow. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and so many to shrink. career politicians are just worried about the next election cycle and self-preservation and getting to the next time and, and getting elected. Like you were talking about with a politician saying, well, just send it to the Supreme court. It's so funny that our government has grown so much and gotten so big, but yet some politicians are still scared to fall on the sword and don't want to put their, their vote on the roll of something yeah. that actually matters. It's yeah. frustrating. Because let's be honest, I would say what's the percentage of politicians that are trying to get reelected? They don't uh, they don't their whole 
their whole term is about trying to get reelected. Mm-hmm. I think you're kind of missing the boat there if your term is about, well, I've made it. Now, let's not screw it up because this is a sweet deal. But let's that's what they going. do. I, that's what they do. Is, I mean, that was another thing. It was rare to hear anything that a politician did back in the district. And I'm, I'm talking about 2014 again. But, uh, you know, they, they go up to D.C. and they just kind of hide and they try not to get noticed. And then they can come back and no bad press, no good press, yeah. but just no press. And it's like, hey. Can't blame me for anything yeah. if I didn't do it. Exactly. Must be doing just fine out there. And so yeah. that's yeah. that's not the way I want to be. I want to be kind of obviously I'm pretty passionate about the Constitution and I want to you know be pretty bold and loud about it. Well, I know. think uh, Trump over there he uh, proved that that's well received. Hmm. The brash, hey, here's my idea. Trump's problem is he didn't know how to mic drop. He had to keep picking the mic up, reminding you how awesome he was, and then call you a name on the way out the door. Right. If, if he could figure out a way to just, I was right, they know it, I'm leaving, you know, and he couldn't figure right. that out. So we need somebody that knows how to just mic drop and leave. Well, I mean, typically me, my, just personally, I'm not that brash you know he's, what i mean he's, he's brash he, but yeah trump, <laughs> trump's 100 yeah he's he's over the he top is brash. brash yes uh yeah you see him in the dictionary you know he's he's brash. Brash. He is. <laughs> but uh, yeah i mean typically that's not me but you know i'm passionate enough about it i don't i think it, it'll just all come together and you know things are i mean i'm not going to be shouting other legislators down in the hall or anything crazy like that obviously but you know in in in, uh, that doesn't get you anywhere, really. It doesn't. But in committees, though, I'm, I can be pretty forceful with my words and my knowledge and uh, on the Constitution, and I think I can make a difference. And it might, it might not be received very well, but you got to start somewhere. So that's I totally to made the mistake of not trying to figure out a little bit who you are, other than you're from around here and you want to run for office. Tell us about you. What do you What do you do and where you come from? Uh, well, uh, I was actually born here. In, Coffeeville Regional Medical Center. Good job, uh, man. All right. I was, I was worried for, about you being from Independence. I was only there <laughs> for a few hours, I think. Good job him for where he was man. born. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we're, my, my family, my last name's Tucker, uh-huh. obviously, and there's a lot of Tuckers around the area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I grew up in Independence. My family's been in Independence. We've, my uncle, who's also my treasurer, is big on genealogy. And right. he, this last year or two, tracked down that in 1882... 140 years ago, a whole group of folks came down from Turkey Run, Indiana, and um, it was like a kind of a wagon train type thing. And so that's when my family, uh, the Tucker side, originally settled in the Independence, Montgomery County area. I think mm-hmm. they actually went over kind of by where the little house on the prairie is or, you All know, right. off over in that way. I'm not necessarily yeah. we're neighbors with the angles or anything, but. <laughs> but That'd be cool, though. You yeah, should go oh, with that story. Yeah, it would be cool. Um <laughs> We we had we had land down there until 2010. My dad owned an 80, and, and he sold it. He had an oil lease on it. And he was kind of worried about the EPA and things like that, and just kind of wanted to get out from underneath it and Kansas taxes and things like that. Yeah, for every unplugged well, you get taxed on it, and it's just really this additional headache. So he sold out, you know, for cheaper than he should have, in my opinion. And it was a nice property, big old hill, a couple of ponds. I, I mean, I grew up out there, you know, every Saturday, my dad would go check wells and, you know, everyone, I'd either take a fishing pole or a 22 and just have fun, you know, yeah. and, uh, it was, it was, it was a good time. Anyway, I was, I was sad to see that go, but, uh, 
Yeah, so I graduated high school in Independence. Mm. Um, like I said, my family from. We try to overlook that. Yeah, no, that's all right. <laughs> I think you guys beat us in, in high school. You football know, when I was a senior. That's right. Uh, we we did pretty good the years prior to when I was a senior, but senior year went zero and eight. That's kind of a rough one. But, um, told an old boy, are you? I'm 39. 39. Yeah. So you guys' neighborhood then. Yeah. Millennial. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we told, we warned him that you were the old man here. That's so. right. 50. Just turned 50. So you're like remembering Johnny that's right. Cash and all Did you that see me like... standing out in the yard? <laughs> yeah. I was standing out in the yard and you pulled up. I yeah. was like, I was already knowing that you shouldn't have been here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Ed. Sorry. Um, but so we, my family's been kind of east of the river or independence. That's kind of. Mm-hmm. We call it Tuckerville or whatever. Yeah, um, a lot of the old buildings are still there. My my great great grandpa built this uh, cool looking castle on uh, the Cherryville cutoff. Tell me the name of it. I Bel- know it. Belmont. That's your family. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it has like the uh, jewel looking thing in the in it's, the rocks, right? Yeah, it's spelled Belmont out of uh, the the uh, glass bottles. Yeah, yeah. I, I just was... read a story on that deal. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. So, you know, well, I'll tell it anyway. Oh. Um, my, Go ahead. I have no idea what he's talking about. Well, See? I think it was the 20s or the 30s. Uh, my great-great-grandma would always go out to Colorado because she was came over from Switzerland. and cause, So she liked the, the mountains and everything like that. And one one summer when she was out there, my great-great-grandpa got a a house from a, like, I think it's there was a zinc plant or something like that in Cherryville and took it by, like, wagon team, I think to the, it's where it is now mm-hmm. and then rocked it and made it look like Belmont Castle because yeah. Belmont was uh, the castle in Switzerland that she was used to seeing when she was a girl. Yeah. Aw, you know? that's sweet. Yeah, it's it's, cool it's, a, it's yeah. a cool story and it's a, a cool house and, yeah. and uh, it was out of the family for a while and Michael bought it back after they got married. They bought it back and they doubled the size of it and like every, most of my family had a hand in kind of working on it and we all got to put some rocks in there and things like that. And cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Pretty cool little family history there. I'll take you by sometime. Okay. Yeah, you should. Tuckerville. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And you know, and that's where I grew up and my family moved in not quite into town, but basically in town when I was seven. But anyway, graduated from high school there, went to college at DeVry in Kansas City, got a computer information systems bachelor of science and uh, in 2004 and I decided to go back to college for a second bachelor not even master's like an idiot kind of like an <laughs> idiot but I, uh, it was in political science and I kind of developed an interest a little bit more of an interest I'd always kind of been more interested than my peers in what was going on in the world and uh, I was thinking about parlaying that into maybe a law degree with a focus kind of more on technology and because of something that happened to me, I was like, you know, this is kind of messed up. I, uh, the way the website worked, it made my bank account go overdraft. I was like, I could buy one textbook, you know, there's expensive textbook. I had like so much money left in my, in this bank account from Kansas city area. And so I bought, I bought a book, but it didn't seem like it worked because I'd just moved and my address didn't match my new, my new address didn't match my the address on my card. And so it, it didn't work. It kicked it back, but it kept the transaction and it pushed the transaction through. And so I, I figured out that the addresses weren't matched up and I went and did it again. 
And so because of that second transaction, I went overdraft and there were like five other transactions on the card. Anyway, this is kind of a silly story, but there were five other transactions that went through when I was overdraft and I was out $125 and a poor college student. I really didn't have that money. <laughs> That's a lot when you're a poor college student. Yeah, exactly right. And anyway, that kind of made me mad. I was like, somebody needs to be able to do something about this, you know, and you know, lawyers don't know much about technology. People still don't know much about technology, but I mean, 20 years later, we're a lot further along, I think, you know, at least most folks can run a computer, you know, yeah, things like that. They didn't understand those things, but, um, anyway, that was kind of, kind of got my mind turning a little bit, but at the end of that year, I was still broke college student and, um, I was working like three jobs up there, uh, different things. And my cousin who was going to Pitt state was like, Hey, they got this job opening down here. And so I applied with like 15 minutes left and I ended up with the job and was there for about 13 years as a application developer. And towards the end of that, I decided to same, same cousin. He's a, he's in technology as well. They're working for a company in Kansas city, um, big company up there, uh, healthcare IT is what they do. And he's like, got to come apply up here, you know, making the money was way better. And so I did got the job and I've been there with them for four years. Well, in 2000, they locked down and I didn't want to be stuck in my apartment paying, you know, 1500, yeah. probably all in all 1500 a month, you know, for that. So since I was already remote, I moved home and basically been here since, uh, 2020, early 2020. Um, of course I figured it would be a little bit crazier than it was, but it was still ridiculous, crazy, yeah. you know, yeah. locking people down, non-essential folks. You know, that's one of my things is like, you're all essential. You know, the government shouldn't be telling one person or another that you're not essential. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It is. I mean, people got to put food on their table for their families or for themselves or whatever. You know, and you say, you're not essential. You don't get to go out and provide for your family. You know, and the government's making this. This is the craziest thing ever. And, you know, around that time, I had friends. my, My Facebook's not like crazy but i'm just open to discussing any ideas you know mm-hmm. whatever anybody's you know talk wants to talk about i'm open and i like to flesh things out and discuss and that's kind of how i learn but people were sending me things like i got this paper it says i'm an essential employee because i work at a hospital or yeah, something right. like that i'm like well i don't have one of those you i got know? a piece of paper to drive to work with yeah yeah exactly it's and your papers comrade yeah exactly right what we used to say yeah I'm, I'm just like i'm not getting stuck in kansas city <laughs> You know, with with something like this, I I, kind of loaded up in the middle of the night just in case, you know, something (laughs) weird. And I just loaded up as much stuff I could. And my lease was almost up anyway. I just had it on. Yeah. And, and, uh, anyway, uh, Fort Scott, you know, hour and a half down the road here, they had like a $2,500 fine if you're, uh, I hate to say caught without papers, but they had. (laughs) That's what it was. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. Yeah. $2,500. $2,500. Did you have the papers too, Yancey? Yep. Yeah. I did not. Yeah, I had I something they gave papers. to us and said, hey, if you get pulled over, you know, which around here, you know. Well, I, I work out on the road. I go to four different counties. So, you know, my company was like, here's your here's your paper, you know, and yeah. uh, if the Gestapo stops you, you know, make sure you show them because yeah. it, it was crazy because you didn't know what city was going to do what. You didn't know what county was going to do what. So you had to have that as your fail safe. Yeah. yeah. And the, and the and the, and the thing about all that is like, 
I looked in the Kansas Constitution, and it was an emergency declaration or whatever yeah. in the Kansas legislature. It's like, yeah, hands off, you know. We're not taking responsibility for anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I looked in the Constitution. The Kansas Constitution says, oh, yeah, you can have an emergency declaration, but it's only for the continuity of government in the event that there is um, enemy invaders, basically, is kind of yeah. <laughs> close to the language. I mean, that's it. Like people from Missouri. Yeah. Hey. yeah, the bushwhackers. Hey, now. You know? <laughs> the bushwhackers. My, my fa- actually, here's another family story, if you don't mind, a little tangent, yeah. a little, little sidebar. Um, my, I guess, great-great-great-grandpa and great-great-grandpa on my grandmother's side, my, my dad's mom, mm-hmm. who's still alive, she's 91, um, well, last grandparent I have left, um, They were in Kansas before Kansas was a state. They were um, actually went to the. There's we have a bunch of family stories and a lot of genealogy in my family. It's, it's really pretty cool. Um, all these stories, but like the first white school in Kansas, my great great grandpa was uh, an attendee of it, hmm. and there were like records of it. And it was like a a building northwest of Lawrence, and they the you know all this you know education costs now. It's, crazy like k through 12 is like 50 percent of the budget yeah, higher, higher ed's like another 12 and a half percent so or maybe it's 52 percent you know it's like 60 62 and a half or 65 percent of the kansas budget goes to education but they had to like each bring two logs to build this schoolhouse it was kind of one other thing and then they had to pay you know so much a month for to to have somebody build the rest of it and then to pay a teacher and it was like wow. something like that. And there Everybody had to pitch in a log. Huh? Yeah, a couple logs. <laughs> That's you know. crazy. As it's kind of a neat story. That is a neat story. I like that. Yeah. There's got to be a there's got to be a saying tied to that somehow. Did you bring your log? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. I like that. I, I heard about this podcast. I listened to it. That, that was, <laughs> those bring your log stories later. <laughs> That's, hey, we usually yeah. wrap up the episode with those. Really want to get in touch with the we, people? You got a story for you? I, I, I don't have a story. You don't have for them. stories? No, yeah. I do not. I just get that one out of the way. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's let you go. Uh, let's let you win or whatever. Yeah. Then you can you know come back with right, a story. Sure, sure. You'd never yeah. get elected. Uh, I know. It. That's Jeez, ridiculous, man. man. You know those cookies, those chocolate chips. Yeah, you guys probably you got like thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not he's going. trying to make his next. His I'm not next going story. any further with that. But no, back to the 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 about the that family. You know the, those ancestors of mine. The what they're what they're what they did. They kind of moved in that area, and then they moved to Salina. Hmm. And one of them was the first treasurer of Salina, and they what they did was they brought wood out to the uh prairie you know there wasn't a lot of trees out there that's true there, there still aren't but there are probably more now than there were. i have to assume that there are more now yeah. than there were and anyway that's what they did they held lumber yeah and the they were there they went and got some lumber from wherever you know at leavenworth but they stopped in at lawrence like and lowe's or something yeah, probably Home Depot. Home Depot maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're Home one Depot. of those people. Okay. Yeah. Right, so. They probably had a nice little Saturday, yeah. you know, Bed Bath and Beyond. Huh. That's way back here, man. Yeah, but but any anyway, um, instead of making the long drive, you know, with their mule or their oxen or whatever they had, they went out west of Lawrence to kind of pasture the animals so they could, um, so, so they could 
you know, gain their strength and everything yeah. for the drive to like, drive the team to uh, Salina in the next couple of days. And that night is when Quantrill and his Raiders rode all night and sacked Lawrence. And so mm. if they had stayed in Lawrence, I might not be here. You know, wow. if you remember the... One man, step. you're uh, tied in all kinds of old stuff. Oh, yeah, man. Kansas. I love Kansas. And I'm, mm. I'm from here, roots deep and all that. It's pretty neat. Yeah. We don't have a Kansas flag in here. Why don't we have a Kansas flag? You should get one. I dropped the bowl on that deal, didn't I? Huh. Well, Walmart didn't have them. No, that probably made in China. Yeah. We got a Harley jacket, $500. says, uh, Harley Davidson, American legend, made in China. <laughs> Shit. Anyway. So, uh, I was going to ask you a question a minute ago. Everybody wants to know, I'm sure. I'll get, I, no matter what, I'll either get beat up that we weren't pressuring you enough with the hard questions. Well, this is not hard news hard agents questions. here. Yeah. But, uh, so, there's a big deal August 2nd on the ballot. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Value well, them both. Value them both. It's it's actually kind of uh, an interesting topic, nuanced topic. What do you got? There are people on pro life people on both sides of that issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The left is on one side of that issue. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to vote for it. It's I'm a, you know strictly pro life, strongly pro life. Mm -hmm. um, I believe an unborn baby has the same natural rights as I do or you do. Any of us, anybody mm -hmm. walking around. Just because they're unborn doesn't mean they don't have natural rights. And one of the very first things in the Kansas Constitution, the Kansas Bill of Rights, says we have the right to life. And, you know, the Supreme Court, Kansas Supreme Court said, oh, there's the word abortion is not in the Kansas Constitution. So women have the right to abortion. And that's that's kind of that ruling. And there's like two abortion doctors in Kansas City that kind of brought that up. Anyway. So they completely avoided the Kansas Bill of Rights. You know, they're it's a Supreme Court, Kansas Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court. It's a political body, all the same. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's just like another legislature at this point, trying to make up their own kind of laws. Isn't that interesting how that's all kind of yeah. come together to be? Yeah. So the part in there that I'm probably the most interested in, if you listen to this, I'm not really for all kinds of laws, but uh, the part that gets me the the most is that that there won't be any Kansas funding to pay for abortions if you vote yes, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, I want to make sure I'm voting the yeah. correct way here. But that's the part. Yeah, I don't I don't want you to get an abortion either, but I sure as hell don't want to pay for your abortion. You right. know? So that's the part that is going to cause me to vote yes. I mean, sure, I don't want babies dying either, but, but I sure as hell don't want to pay for your abortion. I, I find it funny that not funny, ironic. I don't know. It's kind of an asshole thing. You can uh, come to Kansas and get an abortion, but you can't buy a joint and go home and smoke in your house. Right. It's like, you know, right. people from Oklahoma coming up here to get an abortion, then go back and get a medical card for uh, pain from the abortion. I, yes. yeah. I have a hard time figuring it's, out how this works. I'm, yeah, I... It's not really one of my primary issues, uh, mm. mar medical marijuana or marijuana, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I was, I'm a pro-liberty guy, pro-health mm. freedom, you know, just, it's just, just don't yeah. bother other people. I'm, I'm where you're but, at, yeah. Um, there's, people probably there's, think I'm high right now because I talk about it all the time. It's just it's just hypocrisy of the whole thing. Sure. Well, actually, before we get into this, let me finish up on the value of them both real yeah, quick because it is a nuanced issue and 
So in the in the in the Kansas uh, Constitution, we have the right to life. I mean, it, it, we're not granted our rights, right? And I, I'm a Christian. I believe in God, and God gives us our rights. And so it's not up to man to delegate what our rights are or aren't. However, people listen to the the Supreme Court, and they believe the Supreme Court's final word on everything. And so they say there's a right to an abortion, completely disregarding the Kansas Constitution, but that's just what they did. And so this value of them both is a stopgap measure because the way I understand it is that when they say it's a right, there's no limits. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be partial birth nine months down the road. And I mean, that's right. yeah insane, you know? And so we got to have the stopgap. But then there are folks in the pro-life, they, they call themselves abolitionists. I call myself an abolitionist, but I'm not affiliated with the abolitionists like proper Um who say, well, we don't want to give the legis- Kansas legislature the ability to legislate regarding right. a natural right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, kind of scary. You don't ever want to give the government power to do things. Yeah. However, that's kind of where I'm sitting. They already take that power. Mm-hmm. They already, yeah. you know, they've already done that. Mm-hmm. And so it would be, I think, past this, it's biz- business as usual. I'm going to push for personhood. Cause I don't think value of them both goes far enough. Um, but I don't think we can just let it go because we don't know how it's going to play out in the future. And we can't just have this completely open-ended abortion in Kansas. I'm curious what it's going to look like when, I mean, so like Texas, Oklahoma, they're not the only States, but they're the ones closest to us that are, you know, abortions, yeah. not it's no go. All these people that are going to be fluctuating in, and I assume they already are. Yeah. I'm not hearing any statistics about that, of course, but they have to be. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, they gotta be. They they're going somewhere. It's not. Yeah, they just shouldn't stop. Just gonna stop, right? Um, but I'm curious, like, what that's done to our, like, just our medical field in general, mm-hmm. as far as like women seeking care, and you know, are we having to deal with so many out of state? people in that regard that it's causing some sort of hardship to our own healthcare system here in Kansas. And like I said, I've not heard anything about this. Well, we live down here in the dark shadow of Oklahoma. I can tell you what's happening so, in Oklahoma though. Yeah, exactly. I got that one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know those statistics either. I, I did see some statistics regarding abortion in Kansas. Just, um, I'm in a, it's not even a Facebook group. It's a signal group. Uh, there's a whole bunch of, um, it's called SEK parents for freedom or something like that. Mm. Um, it's private, it's invite only kind of a thing, but, um, primarily their big thing was the COVID lockdowns, a bunch of people in the Pittsburgh area. Um, since I know a lot of people and I was pretty politically active over in Pittsburgh, know a lot of people. And I was, I got into this group was regarding COVID lockdowns, mask mandates in the school they had in Pittsburgh based on what I consider unconstitutional law, because it, it, it's never been delegated to the state of Kansas government, um, in 1917 and 1923, there are laws for like quarantines and things like that. Um, probably around, you know, the Spanish flu kind of promoted that anyway, in Pittsburgh, they're a lot more left than we are here in Montgomery County and their County health officer was, I mean, basically a tyrant and I mean, mask mandates on these kids all the time. Um, and 
like this group of parents is a big group of parents. You know, they, it wasn't just like a, a few people that are like, I don't want my kids to have masks. I don't, I don't think we should have these lockdowns. I don't think we should, um, our kids should be quarantined and things like that. But I got sent a document that's by their county health officer is like, I could pull it up on my phone. It's like, you've might've gotten in contact with right. somebody cause they had, and now you're home for 10 days. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Lock, lock, it's, it, it was punishable or enforceable by the, the, you know, sheriff's office and all that. Yeah. And I mean, that's, also crazy. It me. is crazy. There's, I have a, a friend who is, now she does work in a, I don't know, I don't know if it's a healthcare field, but in that kind of like, she does kind of help take care of people. But um, she still, like she got a, a, a message the other day that said, um, your two minute conversation, essentially it doesn't say that, but because of your contact with this person, even though you were not in the room and you still had a conversation with these people, you are now, um, she has to test every day before she goes into work. Jeez. Even now, like, it's just crazy. It's not, it's not going away. It's, Here? It, yes. Wow. Yeah. In Coffeeville. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Montgomery County is back up to medium. So where I work, uh, it's still optional, but I'm, I'm waiting to strap back on every day, you know, but they work so well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the whole thing. I, and I was pretty hardcore anti mask and all that stuff is they don't work. You know, if the, clearly it, like I've had COVID three times and I've whoa. been vaxxed and boosted. Wow. So here we are. Maybe I'm, just stay away from me in general. Like I need some sort of sign that says possible quarantine. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to be locked in my home. <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to get a note week. in a couple of weeks. I'm not going to be able to finish my campaign <laughs> and all that. Can't knock on doors and yeah. talk to folks. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty wild. Uh, I can't, the masks, you know, you're not protecting yourself, you know, your eyes and your mouth and everything like that are the, you know, mucosa or whatever you want to say. That's where you can kind of catch something. Eye boogers. Yeah. According, yeah. According to the CDC or whoever, I don't even know if they necessarily know exactly how it spreads entirely, <laughs> you know? Uh, and there's all kinds of information coming out of there that's different from what they said previously, but that's a whole nother thing. But the whole part is if, if you're sick, don't go out. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what we've been but, doing for years. Exactly. Common sense stuff. And we don't need the government to really get in our business about it. You know, yeah. you take a risk every time you leave the house. You know, I drive in here. Right. I could have gotten wrecked. I took a risk. I love the way Washington, D.C. politicians are always talking about common sense this, common sense that. You guys are the most non-common sense people in the world. I don't even think they understand what the hell common sense means. Yeah, not anymore. Some of the things we were doing during that time, and we're, and we're still doing. Mm -hmm. uh, here's one for you I was going to ask you about. the. Uh, I think it's already passed. The uh, sales tax on groceries. Right? It's just a matter of Kelly signing into law, correct? No, she already signed it. So when does it take effect? It, it's tapered. So I don't think it fully comes into effect for a few years. Maybe. So it'll get overturned by then. It, well, I hope not. I mean. Well, um, so here's my question. I mean? Where's that revenue going to come from? Because that revenue goes to something. It either fixes a pipe, a street, a telephone pole. It does something. I understand. 
I don't like taxation either, but yeah. I also understand the purpose of taxation. It's money that I've told the politician to collect because I want services. So where does that come from? And what I'm trying to get to is inflation. They don't even understand inflation. Uh, prices are high on everything right now. You can't afford to live. Here's a check. Well, now I'm a business owner and suddenly everybody's got a thousand extra bucks. I'm not willing to negotiate as much as I used to on the price of my, uh, when I was, we sold guns, you know, I know you're sitting on a fat stack of, uh, Biden bucks right now. I think you can afford the full price. I don't think they understand how anything works up there. I believe that 85% of them are dumbasses. I just, <laughs> I don't get it. I'm not he even, holds back his opinions. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure what the hell I was talking about, but I just went down that road and it's like common sense, man. It yeah. Just, I mean, more, more dollars chasing fewer goods, obviously uh, with, uh, yeah, I don't get all it. these, I mean, it's the lockdowns are a regulation, right? And, and, uh, right. There's just a little something that I kind of like to say is like, you know, um, communism sees the means of production, right? Mm-hmm. And regulations are little seizures of that means of production. And so each regulation is a little slice of communism, basically. And so, anyway, global lockdowns, global communism. You know, welcome, welcome to the new world order. Welcome to the I mean, great, pretty much great was. reset. And yeah. now, supposedly, like there's no workers to do anything. Yeah, where Everybody got all this money. Like, where are these people? Yeah. Are they what still are getting they paid to stay home? <laughs> yeah. like, and how are yeah. they doing that? Like, what are we missing? We yeah. talked about that on our last episode. There's only one of three things I can come up with. They've either found what you you had a big passive fancy, income, passive income. Yes, yeah. they've either found some new form of income. They are on the government. Somehow that I'm not hearing about, right? Or they've just said to hell with it, and uh, they don't care. I, and third one, I can't even seem to wrap my head around because you need stuff, right? So like, I don't know where they went, right? Exactly. And uh, people coming up to me quite a few times, like, yeah, we can't get get good help. Mm-hmm. Even be even before, right. you know, I have friends that are business owners that are just like. Yeah, it's hard to hire anybody. Nobody's really they'll they'll put in an application and then we'll never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. Or we'll put a job with good benefits and things, advertise that, and we won't get a single applicant. So full disclosure. So full disclosure, I'm a member of a union. I'm okay. actually going to the uh UAW Constitutional Convention Sunday oh, in Detroit. Um that should be interesting to hear the the flap up there. Yeah. But uh we went on strike, you know, last year. Because of that, you know, you don't want to pay us. Who are you going to get to do it? Nobody's working. Nobody wants to work. We're here. All we're saying is we need a little more cash. And that raise we got, thanks to Mr. Mumbles up there, it's essentially gone. You know, I mean, I I feel like I'm, I'm making more per hour than I ever have in my life. Yeah, I don't think I have any more money. Right, your your yeah. buying power is gone. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. It costs hundred dollars to fill my truck up. You know, yeah. well, I look cool standing next to it, but damn, my <laughs> wallet's screaming. I don't have that that uh, money Yancey has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I kind of know about that, but not from this era when I worked for the state uh, as an application developer. I, I in thirteen years I got about five thousand dollars in raises. Thir- you sound years. like me. I. The federal government is the one who pays my really my check. Huh. Yeah, so yeah, she's one of those people. I am. But usually, you guys get pretty good benefits and money and all that. Not what she does. I can yeah. I can vouch on that. Yeah, 
I wonder why. Because you're like, uh, an educator, essentially. I know, pretty much. They pull on the heartstrings. You're essentially mm-hmm. a teacher. I'm not essential. I didn't get any papers. Yeah, she had to stay home. <laughs> I did stay home. Me and Yancey strapped the uh, glad sacks over our head, poked two <laughs> oh, holes yeah. in them, and headed out into the uh, <laughs> what they said was going to be the Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know? And we reported from the front. It was so very odd. We would share, you know, things that his company would send and things that our company would do. And it was just like, I was pretty sure I was intoxicated because none (laughs) of this is making sense. Man, I can remember like the first day of like real lockdowns or, you know, non-essential people staying home, whatnot, working remotely. And it it was kind of weird because you did kind of notice a difference. You're like not seeing as many people. Mm-hmm. There's not as many people backed up at this red light. I mean, it was kind of weird. But then, you know, hate the term new normal or whatever. You kind of got used to it after yeah. a while. But the thing is, in my industry, I noticed that, you know, with those uh, those Biden checks that were coming in, do people mm-hmm. did not stop spending money and people were shopping all the time. It didn't matter if it was the first of the month. It didn't matter if it was close to the holidays, whatever. You're seeing a little bit of a difference now. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're really pressed hard to lap those numbers economically now that we have seen. And I think the market is really seeing that too. Stock market has taken some hits and, you know, it's not really as yeah. strong as it was before because, like you said earlier, people's buying power has diminished. Um People are back to work, so they're not spending money all hours of the day. They're back to their nine to fives. There's also scarcity. You can't quite get things, right, you right. know, necessarily like vehicles, the semi semiconductor shortage. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that was going on a little bit before. Just uh, something one of my uncles told me. Great uncle had family reunion. We were talking about the nature of things, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it was going on before the the COVID, but it's worse now." I understand. how this is. One of those deals, you're walking down the hall at work and somebody knows the answer to it, you know. Hmm. They claim that American auto manufacturers are using old technology and the producers over in China or wherever that are producing these semiconductors are moving on. That That's part of the problem. Because they said, if you heard anybody have any trouble with Mercedes or BMW or any of that, it's part of supply chain issues. I don't know. I don't have... Mercedes money, you know, (laughs) but, uh, can we, that doesn't sound wrong based upon history. We do, we do tend to lead the world, but we also tend to kind of, I mean, we're still using the standard measurement system and everybody else is using the metric system. Thank God, you know what I mean? America. But, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that isn't what it is, you know, especially if there's a cost benefit to them to doing it. Cause let's be honest, they're going to look make money. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's an intentional shortage. We're not, they're not sending us the stuff we need to. Well, supposedly and this is, and somebody needs to research this, not me, obviously, uh, because I'm just talking my ass here, but, uh, they're trying to gear up to the new way and we're doing the old way. So they're tra- transitioning. They're spending all of their power yeah. transitioning to some new way. And the old way is getting, getting less and less and less. Back. So there's, they're not making as much because they're right. transitioning over. Which, you know, I don't know. I'm not looking to buy a new car, especially a Mercedes huh. or a Beamer. It's almost like we shouldn't be dependent on others in no. that case, huh? What? <laughs> Get out. Uh, 
I found something interesting. I accidentally stumbled across a story today on the face bag, which that is communism we talked about the other day, their algorithm. Their algorithm tells oh, yeah. you what they want you to see instead of the free market deciding what is the most popular well, thing Facebook's to see. Well, Facebook's not the free market. That's true, I know, but it's yeah. like whatever. Uh, I stumbled across a story about a young man that shot a guy that had just killed three people in a mall. Just I the other day. I didn't see that on any news. And she knows I watched world news tonight. I watched the news in the morning. I watch the news before I go to bed because I'm getting older and I need to be pissed <laughs> off. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, I didn't see that at all. And mm-hmm. damn. And you're wearing, clearly you look like you're in favor of guns. Oh, yeah. I do like guns. But, uh, I, do, uh, I mean, I didn't see that until I think somebody like Col- uh, and Noir uh, shared it or, or somebody like that. And I'm like, well, what is this? That was so, today, right? Yeah. It, it was, happened yesterday. It was today. Yeah, I this morning. Don't know where you guys were. I heard about it last night. I'm always the last to know out of you uh, two. I don't pay attention. I don't have the time I mean, to sit there. And, and I had just got into a, a discussion the- with a guy about good guy with a gun, mm-hmm. you know, and this is a classic example of there was a guy in the mall that saw Inc- this going on. Illegally. No, in that state they were in, he had the right to carry. They didn't know if he had a permit. Oh, but I you don't I, need one, I don't think. I think I saw that. They passed constitutional carry like we have here in Kansas just yeah. a few weeks prior. Yeah, so he was legally carrying. But it was still not okay in the mall. The mall had right. Their own he was technically about carrying it. in a gun-free zone. Right. Is the thing that I private, saw. Yeah, uh, private right. business does have the right to yeah. say if you want you to have a, a gun in there or not. But you know what? That gun-free zone sticker didn't mean a damn thing to the guy that just killed three people. Uh, no. Right. So and that worked well you know, for him. You can choose to honor that or just walk in anyway and. And, uh, you know, they see it printing on your shirt. They can say, would you please leave? And if you don't, you're trespassing. But, yeah, you know, rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. Yes, exactly. If you've listened to this podcast at all, I'm not a real big fan of the open carry. You just kind of. Here, I got a gun. Yeah, it's Look kind of, at me. It's kind of foolish. You're going to be the first one taken well, down. Well, the whole thing is supposed to be you're having a tactical advantage that right. you're concealed carry. Exactly. They don't know that you're a, a target. Yeah. And you might as well just... Paint a big target on Hey, me. look. Look at yeah. me. Shoot take, take me, me out first. first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever. You know, uh, I mean, to each his own, I guess. But Yeah, I... Yeah, that's a. I heard an argument the other day about um, having, arm, having an armed guard in schools mm-hmm. that... People were making the argument. I mean, pro Second Amendment people were making the argument that having one or two guards in a school, who do you think a shooter is going to shoot first? Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you need to arm some people that um, aren't expected to be armed. Well, yeah, that that opens up a really, like, as a teacher, I'm comfortable sure. with having a firearm. Give However, the, give I can think of five teachers that even mm-hmm. if they would say that they're okay with it, I would be like, right. Yeah. Well, there's gotta be a vetting process. Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't force them to, you know, well, you're no, a teacher, but you're going to carry the damn gun or yeah. have one in the classroom. Want to, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not, not in, all teachers are, I'm not in favor of teachers having guns. I'm okay with one or two guys in a secured room behind some bulletproof glass. Mm-hmm. That way, even if they are a target, they have a barrier between them and the, the jackass that's trying to shoot them. Right. So Designate a person, you know, an administrator somewhere or something, yeah. you know. Some yeah. some yeah, retired LEO or that'll be veteran that or something. Person will be clear across the 
Yeah. Clear, clear across the campus and uh, yeah, yeah. The Worth shooter it. will know kind of. Yeah. If there's, there's, you know, there's, there's always something. There's right, always, there's always be something. something well, know, I mean, look could, what just happened in Texas. The dumbasses exactly. left the door open. And yeah, and they didn't go in. The police didn't. Yeah, they go. held I mean, people back. Yeah. So I'm just. I, there's I, never going to be believe, an easy answer, I guess. Oh, well, teachers should be able to be armed. I mean, just like anybody, but like you guys are talking about, training is a must. You know, certain requirements. To be, I mean, it's a sensitive area. You know, you got yeah. a bunch of immature kids. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, never know what they're gonna do. A lot of them anymore don't. They don't know what they're they gonna don't. Do. They don't grow up around guns. A lot of them don't. No. Right. Yeah. And so they don't necessarily know the full weight of what they would have in their hand if they picked it up. You know, or how it's gonna function, or whatever. Um. So training. You know, a, a, I think it's a retention holster where it's not just anybody can just pull it out. Right. If you're going to carry it on your person, uh, a locked box, you know, that it's a combo lock or something like that, yeah. probably a good idea. You know, in a, in a you know, a secured, secured place, obviously, because, you know, you hear gunfire. You're, if you're not the first classroom to be hit, yeah. you'll be able to get you to You have it. some warning. And then, yeah, and you'll have, you'll be able to protect your classroom when, if you, like you're saying, a retired Leo that, Maybe he's got he's older. I mean, my knees hurt. I limp every once in a while, you know. Maybe you can't quite get there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, in, a, in a timely fashion, or maybe he doesn't want to, like in Uvalde or in, I think it's uh, Broward County without uh, one guy that killed a lot, of, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of kids. You know, that guy didn't go in either. So yeah, really, I forgot about that your guy. only safe bet is yourself. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think we should remove that right from anybody i mean it's really it's right it's just on public school grounds and so it's a little bit of gray area there but I, i'm for you know teachers being able to carry and you know, put the sign out front hey we're we are armed well you you really have to destroy the moniker of these soft targets that they always talk about because you have you have to admit these shooters always go oh, into yeah. the easy of pickings, course. shooting fish in the barrel. You know, the the hospital in Tulsa. That yeah. guy knew there wasn't any armed people probably in there. No. If there was a security guard in there, probably wasn't armed. Churches. That guy effed around and found out down there yes, in Texas, though. Does. You yeah. know, um, and then you know schools. They're yeah. always like the top three the because they're yeah, yeah the vulnerable, most vulnerable. I always go back to you've never heard of it at a Bass Pro, a Cabela's, a, a gun <laughs> store, gun a gun you show. Should. You've never heard of a mass shooting at any place that has plenty of country folks mm-hmm. or just Americans with guns. You about right. to sing Hank Williams Jr. Oh, be good though if you want. <laughs> but, you know uh, the uh, the statistic how it's defined. I think it's three or more people shot. You know, makes a mass shooting. And yeah. a lot of times when there's somebody that's carrying, it doesn't make it to that number right. by the time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're like, they, the left likes to say, oh yeah, you know, these guys don't stop mass shootings. It's usually the police. Well, they don't let it get that far. Yeah. That's why. So yeah. technically, yeah, it's not a mass shooting according to, you know, the, the definition, but. Do you want us to wait first? Yeah, exactly. What you, yeah. yeah. It's, it's better yeah. to. It's an interesting. It's crazy. So, so what didn't we cover in your time? Is there anything you want to get out? Do either one of you have any questions that we missed? Yeah, hit, hit me up. There's actually going to be a debate here pretty soon. So hit you know me up with some questions. when and where? Yeah, the 21st at, I think, the Senior Citizen Center at 601 South Walnut. That'd be, oh, that'd be right across the street okay. from the City Hall for all you folks that didn't make it to the last commission meeting. That's downtown. Are you saying the old 
where, where you guys used to have your meetings. Where every commission meeting that I was involved in yes. was at the senior citizen. Right across the street just to the east. Yeah, right across the city from hall. hall. You can't miss it. Yeah. Brick building, big flag out front. And you say that's the 21st? Yeah, a couple days, uh, Thursday. Oh. Yeah. It, and it's... it's um, Maybe we should go. It was kind of a spur of the moment kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't heard the kind of the final format how it's going to go mm-hmm. yet but uh, i think they were supposed to finalize it who's hosting the, uh, montgomery county gop ladies okay so um, and this is just a uh debate between the the republicans that are running yeah the house candidates us. Okay. um two of us actually have myself and bryce have uh said we're going to be there Lawrence, he's iffy i guess he might have to work or something i i, I don't know damn jobs yeah, they they they've gotten the way of uh, me me being able to run this campaign. I, um, definitely, I work till five, you know, every day, eight to five, and have some time in the evenings. I've been taking off a little bit here last little bit, just to. It's coming up. It's yeah, crush time. Yeah, you know. Well, do they not allow you to take off? I mean, there lots of jobs have places in there where you can take off. My job says you can take a leave of absence. I mean, really just need a couple hours here and there not to be gone from work for six months, you know. Right. I mean, and I've, I've kind of squared that away already, and my jobs are actually pretty flexible. With, uh, it's a big corporation. They actually just got bought by a bigger corporation for billions, which is neat. And that we're going through that mm-hmm. as well because it literally just happened in June. Um, and then you got the normal job duties, and then on top of that, trying to run the, the campaign. And that's... Busy person, kind of busy, yeah. yeah, busier than normal, but that's all right. I'm, I, I enjoy it. I, I've really enjoyed going out and walking, talking, knocking on doors, and talking to people. They're all pretty much like, DC's corrupt. We don't, you know, I don't have any faith in them yeah. anymore. Stuff like that, and uh, I totally identify with that. <laughs> so, I mean, representing District Eleven, I mean, that's you know Montgomery County area here. So, what are your thoughts on like? the things that we always seem to deal with are the taxes down here and the, the um, loss of population and all of that. And I know we have a, well, that job thing isn't what is happening over there. The, uh, by over by your job, something that's supposed to open some soy place. Oh, Bart- oh Bartlett soy plant. Yeah. There it is. That's on up North there. Oh, it is. Okay. Not part of the that's thing. That's going to be a few hundred jobs in it. I don't know if it's that many, but, but I mean, a, good. a fair amount. Yeah, I mean, they're That's building. Probably what it's, Kelly probably said it was. Yeah, it's millions, uh, <laughs> millions to build it. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of money coming into the dish, like, yeah, lots of millions. I'm just curious, like, I don't know the exact not that I expect you to have any, like, well, this is what we're going to do, but you know, how do you represent a, a county that's struggling with something that's that basic, really? That's money and a, a consistently lessening population. Well. What we have is an energetic government that everybody always wants the government to do X, Y, or Z. And that always costs more money, (laughs) which costs more taxes. And I personally think if we can lower taxes, obviously, um, and how you do that, it's going to be going to take a lot of looking into the books and things like that. Um, It's always okay to cut something as long as you're not cutting something I use. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's everybody's. That's, that's been our struggle on this. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you get rid of a job? Well, I mean, you're taking someone's job, but you're also like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, we get that. But yeah, you might create opportunity in the private sector 
because of that. But yeah. you know, the like my big thing. Well, when I went when I ran for U.S. Congress, my special interest was is the Constitution. That's what my mm-hmm. slogan was back then. My special interest is the Constitution. It's like, well, they're not supposed to be doing this anyway. Yeah. So we can cut that. You know. And obviously, it's not going to be an overnight thing because you can't just completely shock. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Yeah, you shock the system, and it's it's just going to be a pendulum swing one way, and then just swing way back the other way. Right. And you know we don't want to do that. And um, anyway, there's there's a lot that the the government does probably shouldn't. So, boy, that's an interesting answer. I don't. Yeah, that ought to be your campaign. A lot of things the government doing probably (laughs) should. Yeah. Well. My my slogan this time around, if if uh, my signs haven't been picked all up, uh, you can see on there it says preserve liberty, yeah. and that was inspired you know, a lot a lot by lockdowns, but just in general, mm-hmm. you know, uh, government seems to always tend to grow, and that shrinks our freedoms, of course, mm-hmm. and you know, back to the nullification interposition thing, the federal government's just breathing down our necks constantly, you know, and if you believe like I believe, you know, you've paid attention to kind of what's really going on. You know, you got this World Economic Forum mm-hmm. thing, and they had the event 201 ahead of COVID. You're all familiar with that? I was. Refresh me on 201. Event, event 201, it was sponsored by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. This is conspiracy talk. So, mm-hmm. It's okay. You know. I'll get the non-stick. We dive into it every now and then. I'll get it's the okay. non-stick foil for our hats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the only ones that work. Uh, so, so it was it was sponsored by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Economic Forum, and John Hopkins University. The, those three entities, and Event Two Hundred One was a basically a war game for a novel coronavirus, <laughs> and it happened in October or September, October twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. A couple months later, what in the heck is a coronavirus? Well, you know, everybody's yeah. like coronavirus. I never heard of the thing. We started drinking beer and vodka. That's okay. how we found out what coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. And, and and so anyway, the the lab leak thing. They've known about that for a long time. Yeah. Like the, I listened to a guy named I listened to a lot of different folks. You know, just try to get, you know, the big picture and and the complete picture as, as best as can be ascertained. But uh, Ben Swan, he was talking about it in April of 2020. You know, the lab leak, and come to find out. You know, and and uh, Rand Paul, mm-hmm. you hear him hot on Fauci's yeah. uh, case, gain of function research. Oh yeah, what were you funding? Right. You this. Know, this exactly, mm-hmm. and they made a bid to DARPA, as well as the other group who actually did do the gain of function research. But they mm-hmm. did made a bid to DARPA, and somebody found that document that has this definition of this, you know, coronavirus, and. You know, it's not for sure, obviously, but I mean, yeah. are we in the ninety percent? You know, quite sure? coincidental, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. So there's probably a lab leak. They probably knew it was coming. Sure. You know, and why did they do it? It's a hell of well, a way to make a profit. And not too long ago, Bill Gates was talking about preparing for the next pandemic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the monkeypox thing or something else. Uh, something else. This was a couple whatever, months ago. Whatever you yeah. got. Like yeah. you said, it's not going away. But right. but there there is that aspect. You know the the money aspect, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm fine leaving it right there. You know, but it could be more sinister. You know, the Georgia Guidestones just got knocked down. You guys know about those? 
Yeah, but the yeah. one that was put there, those aren't really like prehistoric. Those were just put there not too long ago, right? It's uh, 79 or something yeah. like that. They're, they're not prehistoric, but the, the views and the mindset of the guy that did it, and potentially it was a doctor in um, Ohio or Iowa, Mm-hmm. Something potentially I've, I've heard different things. They share the same mindset that, you know, the world's overpopulated, which is not, I mean, uh, that is, I mean, that would go right along with Gates exactly, ideology. Ex- exactly. Yeah. They're, they're eugenicists and they believe in social Darwinism where mm-hmm. they can get you to do something and you do it and you don't make it through it. Yeah. It's they're, basically hunger games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Kind not, of, I mean, not to the extreme, but like, well, you know, they're like, oh, everybody's got free will, but if if it's your fault that you don't make it, they're just like, oh, I'm I'm off the hook kind of a thing. And so maybe that's what's going on. Well, at one time, George Bernard Shaw said something to the effect of you have to prove your worth in, in a society. And it almost feels like that is coming to fruition also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Bill Gates, he's like... Um, You've got, you can fund teachers or you can live an extra three months. Right. But those are called death. This is back in the Obamacare era, but those are called death panels and we're not supposed to talk about that. Uh-huh. And he's Oh, because talk- those were a conspiracy when Sarah yeah. Palin was talking yeah, about yeah, them. Exactly. Mm. And, and, and so, you know, it's, you just don't know what the heck the end goal of, of the people with right. money and, and Bill Gates does do a lot of vaccine research, things like that. Um, He's buying a hell of a lot of land well, too. When you Buy talk land. when you talk about uh, where Bill Gates originated from and, and what his dad did, yeah. you know, as yeah. uh, what CEO or president of Planned Parenthood right. for all those years when Gates was a kid, so he yeah. grew up under somebody who believed in eugenics and population control. Exactly. So it's almost natural that it gets passed along to the son, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's his environment. Mm-hmm. You know, when all of this stuff started with coronavirus i was teaching online classes to kids who live in china and so i would get up every china. morning at like 4 30 5 o'clock and i would teach for three or four hours kids one-on-one over there and they were just having the craziest experiences so we knew about coronavirus before it was ever really published on tv because my kids and their families were talking about it and it's interesting to have that. Now I'm not allowed. China doesn't allow American teachers to teach English anymore to their mm-hmm. students. So can't have these conversations anymore, but there would be parents who would get on like towards the end of the lesson or whatever and be like, so what do you guys think about Trump? Really? Like yeah. they they're, they just want to pick your brain because they're so fascinated. But when lockdown happened and all the kids had to stay home and it was just a, it was a crazy thing because they were locked down before, well before we were, yeah. but they were getting sick even before then too. And, you know, they were there was real fear for those kids, but our media wasn't talking about it. Yeah, at I, that time, I can remember her as soon as she'd get off and come in the room and tell me that the parents would kind of push the kids aside and use that portal into America and try to get some information because it's so restricted over yeah. there. Yeah, they just yeah. have which is why they won't let us. That, and she told me this, and I kind of half-assed didn't believe her, so I looked it up. It's way true. to go. Well, I mean, it sounds crazy. Do you know that they control the thermostats oh. in the northern part of the country over there? Why would the government? that be the one thing you wouldn't believe? They do. The northern part of the country, the government controls the thermostats. Because she would tell me that she would see parents in the background sitting in their underwear or in Welcome their house yeah. with their <laughs> clothes on. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, well, the government controls the thermostat. It's hot. 
But these weren't poor people. No. These were well-to-do people. But the people in the South, I also had some students whose sisters were in the Olympics and dads were part of the government, like Mm -hmm. federal level type government. They did not have... Con- no. I mean, they had complete control yeah, of their the own. South, the South does not. <laughs> yeah, they were very much. It's, okay. It's, it's so funny. I looked because it up. It's a thing. Here in, here in this country, people thought that that was a huge conspiracy a few years ago where people were freaking out about the smart meters mm-hmm. on their houses because they thought that that was an outlet to let the government into your house, control your consumption of energy and your thermostat and whatnot. China. They're doing that in... Uh, they can do that now, like in bigger cities. Mm-hmm. Is that the whole rolling you, blackouts type? It's it's not that. It's literally they can they will set your thermostat. You can opt out of it. Okay. You can <laughs> opt I would out be like, wait a minute. <laughs> now, currently, you can opt out of it. Yeah. Give it time. Someday, yeah, exactly. maybe not. Wait for that new normal to kick in. Right. Yeah. You're talking about that. I yeah. When, in in early March, I was like, here we go again. We're gonna we're gonna. I made this post on Facebook. It's out there. I have to look look it up and screenshot or something. But it's like we're gonna have a new normal. That's what this is all about. You know, before. Mm-hmm. We're locked down. Yeah. It really is kind of the Great Reset. It is. It it's, really is. Which is going to be global communism. You're not mm-hmm. going to own anything. You're going to be happy. You're going to eat crickets because cows. Sound like you've been listening to the No Agenda thing. podcast. Uh, no, I don't listen well, to the No that's Agenda. That's the one you got to listen to. Really? No, yeah. Do you have five hours to listen to an episode? It's not that terrible. I don't. First, first hour is good. Two, two hours a week is all you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. They talk about a lot of that, yeah. about the uh, the Great Reset. Oh, yeah. It, it's coming right down the pipe. I mean, Agenda 21, you guys heard about that? I've, been, I've heard a little about yeah. it. came out of the like, 1990, 92, whatever, Rio Summit, um, where they want to get right. people shoved into the big cities and in tiny cubicle apartments where they can control them. And they want to rewild America, yeah. basically. They wanted to reintroduce lions or something like crazy like that, the... Pleistocene reintroduction. That's why all those alligators are showing up, <laughs> like or the, crocodiles or whatever. Like down the wolves in, in Yellowstone that have taken over up That's there, right. you know, yeah. and the and the bison that are goring the hell out of people up yeah. there every day. It seems like now, yeah, people That's are true. so far removed from reality. Can like, you imagine <laughs> where we would be right now if Trump hadn't messed up the whole show? Yeah, exactly. That's that's crazy. Let's talk about that because. Uh, I like talking about that. Um, Chuck Schumer, Senator Schumer out of New York, he was like, uh, "You should," because Trump was like, "You know, we got to go after the intelligence agencies." And it was like, Schumer was like, "They got six ways to Sunday to get back at you," you know. And you noticed Trump had to play defense his whole term. Yeah, yeah. his whole term was nothing but an attack. Yeah, there was Russia Gate. Um, <laughs> They blamed him for coronavirus. They that, blamed that was, him for the action part that he of it. didn't take for coronavirus. I am convinced, and I don't. You'll probably bring some new listeners, and they're probably like, "This guy's a nut." I am convinced <laughs> that they used coronavirus to help get Trump out of office. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that definitely. the Democrats dropped coronavirus, but they didn't let a good, uh, a good tra- didn't let a good crisis go yes. to waste. But I mean. So I, I think what they're doing, you know, if, if there is a global agenda, then it's Trump couldn't have been in office. They had to get him out of office. Oh, he was yeah. messing up the whole thing. Exactly. He showed us all what we already knew existed. Right. But he yeah. was just a politician that had a spine. Mm-hmm. He actually wasn't a politician. He just 
a, just a guy with his spine wanting to stand up and do right by the people. Um, and, and he was doing that and he was exposing a lot of things just, you know, that a lot of people that don't really pay that much attention, they might listen to NPR or catch the New York times or something, uh, woke them up a little bit and empowered them. And any, anyway, they could, they couldn't be where they are now without Biden or with, with Trump oh, yeah. in there for sure. Well, whoever's running the show now, it ain't that exactly. I, when I, when Biden, I was like, Biden, why Biden? But it's like, no he's an empty suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, he's, he's going to promote whatever liberal gender that they want. Which I mean, is so ironic. Cause we were just talking the other day about his stance on abortion back in. Oh yeah. When he was a Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, and, I mean, other things like, homosexuality and all of that. He had these very well, that's be- opinionated things to say about it. Yeah. But now he's just so completely, I mean, I understand people change and, but you have a theory that kind of you are who you are by the time you're like 28. I figure you, by the time you're old, 25, you're yeah. usually about who you are. So I mean. Biden should have been who he was. <laughs> like, yeah. He, well, no, he, he was old then. He is who he is. Yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll but, change with whichever way the wind's going and wherever the voters want. That's right. what he's trying to well, do. Well, that's because so many politicians these days are either ideologues or populists. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's nobody anymore that has a, their own set of standards. They they either go along with what the populist wants or they're a complete ideologue, like, say, a guy like Obama was. But Biden, like you said, is just an empty suit or a meat puppet. You know, he's getting his strings pulled. Yeah, for sure. And and that's why he got he was chosen. I mean, I I'm oh, I'm yeah. full of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I believe Trump won. You've seen 2000 Mules yet, have you? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. You should. I believe Trump lost the same way that he won. People were voting against him as they were voting against Hillary. Mm-hmm. I think there's some of that. I believe he gets credit for Joe's record-setting voter turnout. I, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so sure on that one. I watch. Watch. I'm, just, I'm not sure there's a record turnout either. But right, watch 2,000 Mules. You'll see. Um, so what? Everybody carries a cell phone around with them. For the folks that haven't seen it, you should see it. It's compelling. But um, everybody carries a cell phone around their pocket. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're driving down the road, whatever you have apps, you have your phone. It's hitting these cell phone towers, pinging yep. them. So. This company, True the Vote, bought 10 trillion cell phone pings, basically 10 trillion ping data. And they analyzed it and they were able to say that, you know, this group of pings went with this phone and this phone represents a person. And so this person, we're able to follow them wherever they go. And so they wanted to find people that hit uh, drop boxes. They were specifically looking for this specific scenario. And they found it, and they found it in a lot of people, 2,000 of them, 2,000 ballot mules, in fact. Um, and they looked in the swing states where, you know, the... the uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> the 2 o'clock the, in the morning yeah, deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so they were able to find a lot of people that hit like 10 or 20 ballot boxes in a night and also went by certain um, not-for-profit type vote groups. Mm-hmm. And these these mules, and they actually have some of them on video because you know surveillance cameras. They ha- show them with a cell phone camera, saying, "Here's a ballot," and they stuff it in so they can get paid. And I mean, 
it's probable cause if ever there was any, but I mean, really it's basically incontrovertible proof that there was something really shady going on. Definitely something happened Mm -hmm. and it's organized across multiple States. Mm -hmm. So it's mega bracket (laughs) organized crime, but it came out in May. I watched it as soon as I could. You know, I paid for it then. I actually got the DVD to my house the other day just because I like to support work like that because mm. that's how we're going to get the country back is, is you know, by exposing what goes on in the dark. And any, anyway, it had like 2,000 people, and it was like multiple nights that they did this. And uh, it really ought to be looked into a lot more because I haven't heard anything about it. Maybe they're Well, they're not going to look into it. Well, they probably won't. I would. They I have would. No appetite to. I would argue, whatever they call themselves in Washington D.C., I would say the majority of them are all playing the game. The way the game's supposed to be worked is, you had it for eight years, and you got some of your stuff, and we're going to have it for eight years, and we're going to get some of our stuff. Mm-hmm. Old uh, Trump there showed up and was like, "Wait a minute, this is not how we operate. You're screwing it all up, and we got to figure out how to get you out." And, of course, the Republicans said just enough to appease the base, but they didn't really do anything. They let him get hung out to dry. Yeah. He didn't have many allies. That's no. for sure. Well, and, and, and he was like, I'm going to drain the swamp. Yeah. Well, he didn't well, realize he was surrounded by it. That's right. Everybody's like, oh. You're he, basically an island out in the middle. <laughs> yeah, but he, they were like, oh, he's a terrible boss. Yeah. And, no, he found out this person is a swamp rat. Right. I'm going to get rid of him. Sucks to do your job while you're at work. But, you know, uh, two things. Do you remember Acorn? Whenever oh, yeah. Obama was yeah. getting elected, I mean, this is acorn on steroids yep. is all the stuff that you were just talking about. Also, how is uh, all the evidence being thrown out of court in all of these uh, circuits uh, across the United States? I'm not sure if there's like any uh, continuity there between these judges, if they're just sending this stuff to the right judges and it's just getting thrown out because... You know, the Kraken never did get released, did We're it? We're still waiting for right, the Kraken. Exactly. Yeah. All them unsealed documents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever, uh, I'm not a big reader, as all the listeners know, but I listen <laughs> to some books every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Even that is a struggle. I don't know. My attention span in reading I'm an English teacher. Just, We're a good match. drives me crazy. Okay. But uh, have you ever read Saul Linsky's book, The Rules Re- for Radicals? No, I never did. I mean, I know the... I got about halfway through it before I was just like, okay, I can't listen anymore mm-hmm. to this crap. But... Uh, one of the parts he talks about it in there is he was talking to a group of uh, college kids in 1968 outside the uh, Democratic convention, and they were angry that they, you know, couldn't change things, you know. And he told them, well, standing out here acting like an idiot is going to do nothing but alienate you. They're not going to want to talk to you because you're yelling and screaming and hollering. Nobody wants to. It's kind of like a kid when your kid's yelling and screaming and hollering. He you, needs to come back and you talk gotta, to rioters today. What? He needs to come back yeah. and talk to all these people. You need to calm down. So he said, what you got to do is you've got to get in the convention. That means you got to get involved in grassroots politicians. You got to you got to run for office. You got to get into the convention. Those people in 1968 were college students, 18 to 22 years old. Those kids now would be 73, six, four, five, yeah. six. They played the long game. Who's yeah. in charge right yeah. now? Yeah, 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 them. The hippies. Right. It's Hillary Clinton. She Her, her dissertation was on his book. I mean, <laughs> come right. on, man. Right, exactly. If you can't see what's going on in the world today, you're naive, stupid, or both. 
You yeah. know, I don't know. Well, look at B- Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn were some of Obama's mm. uh, good friends, and they were in the Weather Underground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you got uh, that one guy saying that they were. He was on the inside, and, and he and kind of told all. And I can't remember his name. I'm just completely blanking. But uh, you know, he was talking about you know locking people up in re-education camps mm. and all oh, that. Yeah. I mean, the left is as crazy as they were back then. Somehow they're crazier, you know. <laughs> Never say this is as bad as it gets. Well, I mean, uh, Bill Maher, he's even like people uh, yeah. call me right or or, or centrist. Yeah. He was like, I've always been on the left. It's just that the left has moved so far left now. Yeah, I that mean, I'm considered right. I voted damn near straight Democrat until 2012. I mean, member of a union. You know, hey, right. it's a working man's party. Yeah, there, sure. you know, ballot box, bread box, the whole thing there. Mm-hmm. But then, as you get a little bit older, you're like, hey, man, this is some bullshit. Yep. I'm not sure what's going on here, but this is not what I signed up for. You're giving all my money to people that don't do anything, you know. And here we are today, and I have, I mean, I still I voted for Mr. Kelly. He's a Democrat, you know. I mean, I'm not going to vote for somebody just because of the letter next to their name, but. But until a few years ago, that was pretty much my thing. They have, there pretty much is no party for the working guy anymore. It doesn't seem to be, you know, we've all kind of migrated to the, to the right because the left over here is just shooting holes in her boat. I, I, well, I'm not going down with that ship. Yeah. Well, and that, uh, you're with us or against us mindset yeah. of binary politics a lot yeah. of the time, you know, and the tribalism drum that I'm always beating. I mean, it really has turned into that. It's either red tie or blue tie. There's no room for anybody in the middle because then they start calling you all kinds of well, different stuff. Yeah. The, the, the song, up. the song yeah. we just listened to their day, uh, power of the people, right? Mm-hmm. Let's step for you. You're not checking the box. We like, yeah. You know, that's a song that's being played on the radio that's right now. Shine down. Yep. Yeah, okay. shine yeah. down planet, planet zero, planet zero. Yeah, talk check it about out getting canceled keep your mouth shut if you want to save your life that's the lyrics of the song wow and that's where we're at if you don't recognize a, a man as a woman and yeah I, the oh. most biologically easiest determination yeah. we should be able to make the, the one thing in the world that should be easy to agree upon uh, yeah not to keep beating a dead horse here, but um, federal government. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Inside joke. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Well, you, you start having the government do things for you, right? When mm-hmm. I was a kid, same with you guys, I'm, I imagine, because we're all about the same age, except for you. Yeah. You're older. Uh, <laughs> but you have more experience with this, probably. Mm-hmm. That's right. I got all the answers. Oh, jeez. We all paid for our lunches. Yes. Yeah. At school. Yes. We Every two weeks, bring a check to the... To the uh, the yeah. lunch lady. So yeah. Your mom She's was like, your right. mom was consistent with the payment, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> and and um, anyway, now everybody's lunches are paid by yeah. the government. Not everybody. What was the deal a while back? The, they got uh, well. So they were after COVID. Everybody was getting free yeah. lunches. Free hooks. lunches. I put that in yeah. quotes because somebody's paying for it. Yeah. Free lunches. Yeah. There's no such thing as a free now lunch. They've, as they've taken that away and parents are losing their minds. No, losing their minds. How right. dare I have to pay for lunch for my kid? Which, honestly, on, people. at some point, do we just say, you know what, that's part of the education School system. fees? You're going to start adding that on to the beginning of the year I mean, when I have to pay I the book fees? I don't know, the- man. I'm already mm-hmm. paying for... 
other kids because their parents are. You are, and you should be more upset about that because our kid goes to a private school that we have to pay for anyway. Because we don't get free lunches because she's at a private school. How, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Should I be able to, if my kid goes to a private school, should I be able to get that tax money that I pay in kicked back to me and decide where I want it to go? Or what do you think about that? Yes, but I believe you're going to be able to get that in a year or two. I think uh, that was passed this they last time around. Yeah. Yeah. I so thought, I thought they were. Once again, we're down here in the shadow and we yeah. don't. I, I mean, I was just doing some reading, you know, on, on stuff. Back in May, probably. Reading. Yeah. Just just news articles to see what was going on, you know. And, and uh, I was like, well, that's going to be interesting whenever that really yeah. turn, you know, comes around. Because it is kind of crap that I pay for something that I'm not even using. Well, and that's, I mean, our daughter goes to a private school, but lots of. Because we're those people. Uh, because I teach there. <laughs> we're elitist. <laughs> lots of kids oh, from boy. like, you know, Caney kids go to Coffeeville, Indy. You know, they all like, if you live in the county, they're all kind of all over the place. I can see why parents would want the ability to choose to support the school where their child is actually attending, yeah. as opposed to just that's, a blanket. Not what I did. Here you but go. I, yeah. I don't know if that's the case over here, but if you work in the district, you're yeah, kid you can go to school is, yeah. in the district. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and and uh, you know, school budgets, yeah. they're going to spend as much of it as they can to justify the budget wow. next year around. Right. If you don't spend it, you lose it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what crap. What can you do about that? Maybe you yeah. do some, not tricky accounting, but just create some sort of savings would, incentive so would, that... Would you like to talk about a bond issue? We could talk about bond issues. How we didn't have the money to do anything, so we keep putting the bond issue out there, and well, then it doesn't pass two or thing. three times, right. and then... We're going to oh, do look, it anyway. They have the money to do it anyway. It's a local hmm. thing. Yeah. yeah. But a, a lot of times they just keep putting... The bond issue out there. <laughs> We've had that happen they several tried. times. Beat you to death with it until yeah. it finally goes through. School over here, a block away. Damn, what kind of give our secret location? <laughs> but they don't know which direction. We're going to be editing that. <laughs> but uh, that son of a bitch was on the ballot two or three times. Yeah. Uh, the golf course up on the hill, two or three times. We got it. Yeah, and guess what? Population shrinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's, exactly. I, I mean. These it's it's crazy to me that they think that they're going to be able to attract, you know, people from the outside to come move yeah, here yeah. when taxes are high. You know, they say, oh, we we want to have you know nice stuff to look at and, mm-hmm. and to attract people to come in. I yeah. appreciate the that, amenities. But. Yeah, but I'm exactly. a, I'm, it costs money, yeah. and I'm, there's less of us, so I'm, it's a higher tax bill. I'm probably as homer as you could get for Coffville. You know, I mean, I get it. It also pisses me off. You know, it's like it's my brother. I can kick him, not you. You know. We're not attracting people to come to this town because we have a 20-year-old school now. That's not doing shit. People come to town because they need a job. What 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 is here? Is there any jobs here once they get here? And then once they get here, the housing market sucks. It's overinflated. Yeah. yeah, but even before this, it was overinflated mm-hmm. here. And then what our problem is, is our, our local leadership... I would say even to the county level and sometimes to the state, but once again, I'm pretty far out of touch there. Nobody here anyway wants to take any big chances because here nobody wants to be, they don't want their urban renewal, which is the blame for a lot of stupid stuff downtown. Nobody wants their uh, stadium because, you know, that's not popular. So they don't want to take a chance. So we do what you talked about earlier. We'll do nothing. Meanwhile, the, the environment of the entire community just goes down. There's nothing to keep our kids here. I have 
zero hope that my child will stay here. She's going to leave. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm. Why would they? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, because it's home. Unless they, I, could, right. unless they could get a job. Right. There's, there's three or four jobs here in town that, or if they marry well or something, you or, know. Or now, like me, I, I work remotely out of Kansas City. Right. I, I, it's a luck. I, it's a luxury. I don't, don't deny that at all. I mean, and it's great. Um, and I'd move out to, into the country if I could get good internet out there. You know <laughs> no what I'm kidding. saying? Because <laughs> you know, I grew up out in the country. I like the country. We've always had land and cattle and all that, and it's just nice to be out there but um yeah remote work this it might change the game a little bit and if we can have an inviting community that's you know my opinion high taxes and and things like that are the kind of would keep people out you know this very energetic government that you know is always doing something they never leave you alone kind of that, that you know that's when i lived in pittsburgh i lived outside of Pittsburgh because you know the the local government there was adopting all these you know um is agenda 21 rules right mm-hmm. they they doubled the housing codes just because other towns are doing it and it, it it's not that other towns are doing it it was literally um gosh part of an initiative right that it was it was some sustainability crap right you know but it was it was not driven by the people of the community. It was driven by, you know, outside forces. And anyway, you, I, I got that out of, you know. The federal government does that so often and we don't even see it, but they also use bribery to that's make it I, happen. That's what I was saying with the, yeah. the school lunches. Yeah. They, they got the hooks in you. Right. And now they're going to take it away mm-hmm. unless. Right. Unless you throw you, a fit. No. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what's happening. The parents are throwing a fit. No, unless you have transgender oh, bathrooms right. and yeah, locker of course. rooms. That's exactly. The that's their, you have to do this or else we're not going to give you the money that yeah, we've been giving you for the last yeah, 20 of, years, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which is total crap. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> the, that's the one topic that I'll totally lose my ass on. I'm pretty good. I can almost find common talking about it. Yeah. I can almost <laughs> find common ground on just about anything. But that's the one where I'm like, no man, there is no common ground on that deal. That is the most like you said earlier, the most basic yes no question in the world. Are you a dude? Or are you a girl? Right. Well I'm fluid. You're stupid. That's what you are. He's going to put it all out there. I think fluid means stupid in some foreign language that I'm not aware of. Fluid. It's, I mean, yeah. It's, These comments do not necessarily reflect your opinions. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll no. put that disclaimer no. on the... No, I I mean, it's all uh, not something I'm really uh, trying to surround myself with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's, it's, I mean, to me, it's kind of crazy. Well, the issue I have with it is not that crazy. if you want <laughs> yes. to pretend that you want to be something else, I really don't care. I don't care. That it's, goes back to what you do in your own it's home. It's when my employer care. says, hey, we now need to recognize Josh as Julie. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if he wants to call himself Julie, that's cool. I got nicknames I go by. You're not understanding. When you refer to her, no, <laughs> wait a minute. That's a dude. Yeah. It's been a dude for 25 years. And now I'm rolling. Sorry. Yeah. At some point, those that are getting treated that way are going to have to start suing back, saying, well, you're, you said I got fired because I didn't recognize their rights. What about mine? 
Right. You know, you're making me play along in some weird well, what game. If, what it's going to get to eventually are these the the fluid folks, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to keep up with their fluidity, and it's an impossibility. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. I can't keep track of right. all the letters, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not even trying. We do talk to. about that right. sometimes. We never know what it all means. Yeah. Or when well, it changes, especially, then we're like, well, when part of their mindset is, is <laughs> I can wake up any morning and be whatever I want to be. Well, that what you can do whatever you want in your life till it starts affecting my life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that'll thing till it. Yeah, your your rights end where another person's beginning. Right. That's, that's, I wake up to a new world every day, and then about 45 minutes later, I realize I'm the same old ass walking into the same old ass building, <laughs> and the bills don't stop coming. <laughs> that's right, man. Good times driving a rusty ass truck. <laughs> Where can uh, people get a hold of you or see you or what you got going on? I've got a website, uh, Tucker, the number four, KS11. Uh, one's not the word. So Tucker, the number four, KS11.com. Uh, I try to do Tucker411, but somebody already had Aww, that. They took it for you. But yeah, Tucker411.com. I do have a Facebook page. It's kind of hard to promote that just yes it is you can't change the can't change the link up at the top to tucker for kansas 11 it's got this long yeah oh yeah it's a bit of a pain right yeah i got it so we can link it yeah you mean megan lincoln because i didn't go to college for computers so neither did i anyway (laughs) but where else where else can we find you um I, I post a lot on my Facebook, a lot less now than I than I used to <laughs> before running for office, not necessarily because I'm worried about what people think, because I'm going to be the same <laughs> guy. Because you're busy. <laughs> exactly, because I'm busy. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, just any, any old topic. I'm telling you, I, I don't, I'm not really shy about things. I hate Facebook conversations or debates, though, because you can't see a person's facial expressions, the tone of their voice. And honestly, most of them end with somebody correcting somebody's grammar because <laughs> they have realized that they lost. it's not going the way they want. So I need to point out that you're an asshole. Oh yeah. And then I'm going to leave. Yeah. You know. I, I have always been a respectful, just try to not like definitely don't call names. That's a, that, in my opinion, is logical fallacy. You don't, that's not well, proven you that know. you're right. That, that's proven that you're sore Feels about something. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just try to treat people with respect, even though the, if they're disrespecting me, you know, it's, it, yep. it's, that's how they conduct themselves, not how I conduct myself. But I use that to learn a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how I came by a whole bunch of uh, constitutional understanding is just discussion, debate, things like that. Now, people don't always like to go that distance with you because, you know, if you start really getting down that rabbit hole and it's, shouldn't be a rabbit hole it should be just commonplace stuff you know it's the limits everybody should be agreeing on but they come to find out that the government's doing a heck of a lot of things it shouldn't be doing yeah you know and and uh i i i spoke at the uh, republican women montgomery county republican women's uh group last night and i was i was talking about different aspects of the constitution that you know they say well the supreme court or Supreme Court rights laws is kind of, you know, what everybody basically believes. But, you know, 50 years of precedent just went, got overturned. And that's not the only thing that the federal government's been doing that's been incorrect. 
And so at some place, you know, the, the states need to stand up and, and, and uh, take charge of their own borders. Mm-hmm. And there, this is an example a lot of people just n- probably never even heard of because they're so institutionalized because the government's been like this since the day their parents were born mm-hmm. or longer, even your grandparents, you know. Um, the Commerce Clause. You know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, interstate commerce, you can... They can get you can regulate the federal government can regulate anything. It's interstate commerce. In fact, our Second Amendment Protection Act is crafted around that understanding of the Commerce Clause, which is the Supreme Court's understanding of the Commerce Clause. You can regulate interstate commerce, but the text of the the Commerce Clause is that the the Congress uh, has the power to uh, regulate commerce among the several states, among Indian tribes, and among foreign nations, and those are three governmental entities, not private businesses or individuals. And, and you know, people think, think about that a little bit. Maybe you have a point there. But then you take it back and, and you, you read why we have a Commerce Clause in the first place, because that was a new thing with the Constitution that wasn't in the Articles of Confederation. And the reason for that was because uh, Virginia and Maryland on either side of the Potomac River were passing laws against fishermen from the other state. So they needed to regulate the, the different states. And they had what was called the Mount Vernon Conference, George Washington's home. They had you know, emissaries, what do you want to call it, representatives from each state. And they kind of worked out their differences. And they realized having this you know neutral third party outside looking in was would be beneficial to help the flow of trade go through. And they knew in European countries that you couldn't, you know, haul freight across a country without having to pay some massive tariff. And that massive tariff might have been a protectionary or protective tariff for a business or something within that specific country. And so they didn't want to have all these um, protectionary tariffs or barriers to trade created by each individual state. They wanted to be able to regulate or make regular as they called it back then. Um, Same thing with the well-regulated militia, Mm. you know, and we can get to that in a second if you want, but they wanted regular trade. They didn't, they didn't want, um, like all these barriers. And so that's why they put that in there so that they could knock down, they could play referee. They could keep everything fair. But now, um, and well in the, now in the thirties, it still stands. I think it's the thirties. Wickard v. Filburn is a court case where, uh, a farmer wanted to grow wheat for, I think it's chickens for like chicken scratch or whatever. And the government, that's when, you know, FDR and the, um, the, uh, yeah, new deal, the, the new deal was well, the bad thing that he's the dust bowl and, yeah. Yeah. you know, the great depression, all that, they started setting price controls and really interfering in the market. And they said, because you're growing that grain, you're, you're not participating in the market and you are influencing the market so we can regulate that. And they burned his wheat. Because he wasn't selling it, he's not participating in the market, so therefore he wasn't, they could. He wasn't buying wheat okay. in the market. He, was, he could grow he it for himself. himself. He could grow it for himself to consume for himself, but he mm. couldn't grow it for his chickens or something like that. You know, it's just, <laughs> that it's, seems it's, quite asinine. It's very tortured logic is what it is, and, and asinine, just yeah. like you said. And you know that kind of thing's still on the books. And it's this idea that the federal government, the supremacy clause, another one, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's the Supremacy Clause, federal government supreme. 
Well, it's not supreme in all cases whatsoever. It's supreme if it's pursuant to the Constitution. And anything to the contrary, notwithstanding, that's the tech. I mean, there's, there's more to it, but that's the meat of it. So anything to the contrary doesn't have standing. Anything to the contrary of the Constitution. And um, so, I mean, you can throw that out too. And people just go along about their day letting the government, the federal government, tell them what the U.S. Constitution means. And they're really sticking it to us. And, you know, we got to be able to say, that's not what the Constitution means. We're going to do things our way. Right. You know, you, well, you're delegated these powers. Well, because at this point, if not run by, the government is enforced by nothing but just a bureaucracy, just a giant bureaucracy, the federal government anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, every the most powerful entities in this country are bureaucracies created by the central government in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And- Go ahead. Well, and and controlled by big business, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. lobbyists are I've, big time jobs. I've always found it funny. It really is kind of funny because you have to laugh that there's federal laws that say the the state, county, and local municipalities have to have a balanced budget. It's like what? But you guys don't. I don't get it. It. I mean, I get it. But, but we're not even held to the same regulation as them. Yeah, well, people talk about that and trying to have a balanced budget amendment, but what that's going to turn into is high taxes because mm-hmm. they don't have the appetite to cut uh, yeah. cut services. Right. Money's just a way of keeping track now. It's not even a real thing anymore to well, me, really. Yeah, I mean, they just print money. Yeah. They don't. They. I mean, why do we have to pay taxes when they just print it? Yeah. I mean, that obviously would contribute to inflation, but mm. um, they're just going to print anything that they don't get in taxes zero appetite to cut yeah. any service. Why yeah. would they? Yeah. The problem with government is humans. That's really the problem because we have a debate here, which college we want to get rid of and what people you, you remind them that you're talking about people. When you say you want to get rid of a college, what you mean is you want to cut jobs. Well, then all of a sudden everybody's opinions like, Oh, well, yeah, that's true. So which, which, 50 people yeah. do you want to get rid of? Well, right. and, but you don't have to frame it like that because you can say there's there's demand for that service, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> and so if there's some demand, if you got rid of it, do you think it would just go away? No. And if And if it did go away, though, was it really necessary in the first place? But are we not talking about people though? Because what does the what do the taxes pay for? They pay for a building and those that dwell in it yeah. to oh, perform I, a, a I, task. I was a state employee for thirteen yeah. years. I know yeah. all about that. So oh, we're I talking mean, about government too. You think those dollars aren't going to get allotted to something else? Yeah. Do you think they're going to go back to the people? <laughs> and that was what I always end up telling them too. You're going to get rid of one of these colleges. So you just think the politicians are just going to go? Oh, hey, cool. We don't need that extra money. They're going to be grabbing, fighting between all the taxable entities in this area. They're going to be after that money. Right. Well, because we've seen it time and time again. Well, this was money that was already being yeah, spent. You're never going to miss it. This is not a new tax. Yeah, this is not a new tax. This is existing money that you are already paying into the system. It'll have to be, and it'll probably never happen. Somebody's at some point going to have to say, you're not getting free lunches anymore. Right. You got to figure out a way to pay for it. Do you ever feel like maybe we've mixed up our educational system? Like, you know, well, what I'm saying is that like, you know, our little kids get the naps and our high schoolers probably need them more. 
And it seems like our government classes are things that our kids take and they don't grasp it. But it seems like maybe when you're like 25, 26, you know, you got a job, you got someone to support, whatever, maybe you should have to take a class. <laughs> Go back and take yeah. civics. Just take a class. When I when I was in high school, and I loved all my teachers, or most of them, there are a handful of that. It's like, yeah, not, yeah. not so fond of, but most of them I had a good relationship with and all that. But, um, you know, when you... When I when I got out of high school, I'll just I'll just go this route. When I got out of high school, my eyes were opened up to a lot more things. You know what I mean? I was a pretty naive high school yeah, kid. You have but no I, idea. Yeah. yeah. Adulton but, sucks. But yeah, yeah. Some people <laughs> say that I, I don't mind it. You know, you don't have to go to school all day and learn about stuff you don't want to learn about, as opposed to True. you know you learn whatever you want now. But in, in your free time. But the thing like rights, the idea of rights, people are like. Right, so the government gives them to me. Right, mm-hmm. that's not the case, you and that's get, hard to understand as a kid in any kind of because well, they don't they don't have the freedom to make up their minds anyway. Generally speaking, you have parents or a school authorities or somebody who's setting the rules for you. I think that they just don't have the capability. Their brains aren't wired yet to really grasp that you really do need to understand what the Constitution says. You really do need to know how to, you know. We, we spend a lot of time talking about how our kids need to learn how to balance a, a checkbook. Sure, awesome. But guess what? The apps do that for you now. And it's pretty like quick. I think they need more time in understanding how life really works and like how you can affect change because they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely for sure. You know, I can figure out the uh, the angles on a on a triangle, right. but I can't. Oh, I do uh, like the Pythagorean theorem. Can't figure out my taxes, you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. that that whole old chestnut. But no, the, the thing about rights, though, um, rights come from owning things. People don't realize yeah. that. And you know, if you own something, you have a right to it. You have a right to say what happens with that. And the government thinks they have a right to say what happens with us, like they own us. Right. And that's wrong. They they don't own us. We own ourselves. Our 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 person is our dearest property. And everything flows from that. And most people don't have that grasp. They mm-hmm. just don't understand where rights come from. And so they think that, you know, socialism is okay. We can take your money because we have a right to it. Or, you know, socialized medicine. You know, it's like uh, you own that doctor's labor, basically. It's almost like the government started getting more and more into that mindset when they started giving people entitlements. You know, well, yeah. Well, I've I've gotten into this conversation with people a few times. People tend to think, not everybody. Maybe when I was younger, I thought this. The government almost comes across as the old benevolent, gray-haired man on the mountain. We always think of the government as somebody that gives us things when we when we deserve it or need it or whatever. But the government is us. And I keep trying to tell people that. You're the government. Well, they've gotten out of hand. You mean we've let them get out of hand. You're the reason they got out of hand. Well, me and Yancey went to a meeting the other day to argue about something we didn't like. And people on the page there is like, how many people showed up? Well, like four to five. That's what I figured. You weren't there either. Yeah. You know, people need to realize that we are the government, like you're doing. You're going to get involved in the government. It just always drives me up the wall when they just think, well... They need to do it differently. You can't fight the government. Yeah, they is a big thing Mm -hmm. around here. What are they going to do about it? I don't know. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) You are the government. Yeah, They should do something. (laughs) You can't fight the government. 
You've you've done lost. There you go, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shot yourself in the foot right there. You 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 can't fight the government. Yeah, whatever. Well, I think I'm gonna let you go. Thursday night, July 21st, at the Senior Citizen Center downtown Coffeyville. There's going to be a debate. Is there going to be any like? Is it a death match kind of a thing? I don't know really necessarily what's going to be like. Uh, I, there's going to be some questions. That's all, that's all I know. I've I, and I've never been in a debate before, so it should be a lot of fun, in my opinion. Yeah, be a good time. Honesty is always the best thing, I believe. Oh yeah, even if you're I, wrong, I, if you don't know something, don't tell yeah. people you know something. You know what I mean? What's that? What's the Bible verse? Be quiet. Don't let them know you're stupid. <laughs> that's a very loose yeah. translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't open your there. mouth and prove that you're yeah, a fool. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. You know that's how he talked. Don't let him know you're stupid. Yeah. Shut up. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming. Yeah, Josh thanks for having Tucker. Me. Yes, sir. You, if somebody wants a sign, they just get on your Facebook page and get a hold of you. I wish. I'm about out. We've well, uh, done pretty pretty well here in the last couple of days. And I've just learned that there is actually a state law that says the city of Caulfield's code enforcement officer cannot take signs out of yards within 45 days of an election. So if the code enforcement officer of Coffeville is taking political signs out of yards, he is indeed breaking a state law. And it was code something. I forget 20, what it was. 27-2511, 20, I believe. 27, there you go. Yeah. So we're talking to you, guy in the red truck driving around. <laughs> you are breaking a state law. Anyway, you got any signs? Put one in my yard. Put it right on the curb. Yeah. I'll put a camera on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've got one. No, I'll go sue him. All right. See you later. Thank you.